Yes? Who is it? I'm very busy. Just me and Sage, your campaign manager's candidate, Kimberly. We've got some new strategies for your running. That's right. Would you like to see the outlines we've drawn up? I suppose these thank you notes to the lobbyists can wait. What have you got? Well, as Kyle said earlier, here's some strategies that we whipped up to get you all the votes you need to get into office. Yeah, let me say first off that these are mostly Sage's ideas. You didn't have any of your own? What am I paying you for then? Oh, he had some ideas, but they weren't professional. What does that mean, professional? Last I knew, it was just something you did to make money. And according to TV and online video businesses, my ideas would do just that. Okay, now I'm really curious. What kind of ideas? I'm so glad you asked. Oh boy, here he goes. First off, we need to show how brave and tough you are. You know, imaging and all. Sounds good so far. Just let him finish. So, I thought we could get some bugs that bite and sting real bad. And then, you know, have them bite or sting you. What? Fantastic idea, right? That's how I reacted too. Tell her about dropping her car onto the trampoline. Or maybe the eating hot sauce while getting interviewed? Kyle, please tell me you're kidding. How would this ever help my chances of winning the election? It's notoriety. Get your face seen by millions of people all over the world. And everywhere you go, people will know who you are. I'll keep that in mind. Sage, what have you got? I say we use your time to go all over the country, making speeches and showing how smart you are. I do like looking smart. Yep, and that's why I brought a book of really good quotes for you to memorize. Quotes, huh? Let's see here. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Right? Pithy stuff. Strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. Mmm, so true, so true. So how am I supposed to use these pithy nuggets? Oh, you know, sprinkle them here and there when you talk to large crowds. Everyone loves a good quotation. Sure. You know what else people like? Game walkthroughs. I have the latest version of Minecraft on my laptop. We can record an episode right now! You know, an episode sounds pretty good right about now. Great, I'll set you up. I meant an episode of Paws and Tales. Would you mind, Sage? On it. Hmm, looks like a relaxing day in the garage. How are you kids doing? I'm good. Kyle and I were just watching some videos online. Videos, huh? Like what? Oh, uh, you know, a little bit of this, that, whatever's trending these days. Have you seen these guys? They live in Australia, and they do all sorts of goofy stuff like drop anvils on old cars and soda cans. Or this guy who builds cool machines for science. Then there's a kid who pretends to be a president. Oh, I remember seeing him, though <laughs> he's probably all grown up by now. Oh, you're right. His videos are pretty old. What about you, Sage? What are you watching? Oh, I'm not watching anything. I was just reading some famous quotations. Famous quotients? Quotations. Smart things that famous people have said. That sounds like a good way to spend your time. What quotes are your favorite so far? Well, I like this one. If you judge people, you have no time to love them. Hmm, that is a good one. Yeah, who said that one? I don't know. It's somebody's mom. Huh, I thought it was a Bible verse. It does sound like one, doesn't it, Kimberly? Kind of like this one. In the long run, the sharpest weapon of all is a kind and gentle spirit. Anne Frank. Great. But who's Anne Frank? A very famous teenager who wrote many brave things when she and her family were being treated very badly during World War II. You should look it up sometime. She sounds pretty cool. I mean, her quotes are pretty great, so she must be. 
I wonder if there are any videos online where they have a list of great quotes. Or you could just read them, Kyle. Yeah, but if I see a video of them saying it, then I know it's a real quote and not something someone made up. Well, as fun as this looking up famous quotes sounds, I think I'm going to listen to the radio instead. Eh, suit yourself. You look thoughtful, Sage. Is something wrong? Not wrong. Just wondering about something. Yeah. A lot of the famous quotes we've been reading have been pretty thought-provoking. That's not quite what I meant, Kyle. You know how we were talking about how a lot of these quotes could be Bible verses? Yeah? Well, I just realized the Bible is full of quotes by famous people. All of the things Paul wrote, all of the stuff Moses wrote, there's tons of stuff in there. Don't forget all the stuff Jesus said in there, too. So what you're saying is the Bible is a book full of quotes, kind of like this website you've been reading? That's an interesting way to think of it. And in another sense, you might say that it's all quotes. What do you mean, Mr. Jacobs? Just that when each part of the Bible was written, God told the writers what to say. They might have had different styles and wrote in different languages, but they only wrote what God told them to. So they were, in a way, quoting him. That's why we can trust what the Bible says 100% of the time, which is good because it's the only way we can know what God wants us to do. Um, I think God uses other ways to tell us what to do, not just the Bible. Doesn't he, Mr. Jacobs? I would say so, Kimberly. Really? That's what my experience has been, Kyle. You're right when you say we can always trust the Bible to guide us in the way we should go, but God talks to us in all sorts of other ways, too. For instance? How about through our teachers at church? God has very often shared his wisdom through men and women that he has given the gifts of teaching. Well, okay, yeah, but they are just telling us what's in the Bible. So really, is that any different? I think so. Teachers of all kinds share what you can learn in books all the time, but a good teacher does more than just repeat facts. A good teacher explains things. So when God helps someone teach, they might be teaching what the Bible says, but God is also helping them explain what the Bible verses mean. Okay, so what are some of the other ways that God talks to us? There's always our conscience. In verses like Romans 2.15, we see that God has put a way to know what's right and what's wrong in our hearts. On the other hand, sometimes it takes an outside perspective to see what God wants us to do, and so he might send us a friend or even someone we would call an enemy to point out something we need to change or to encourage us when we do what is right. But we can't always trust friends or even our own hearts to tell us what God wants. Sometimes even teachers get it wrong. You're absolutely right, Kyle. And that's why it's important to use a trick I read about in the Bible. A trick? Like a life hack or something? That's a way you could think of it. And I might just have a script about it. I'll be right back. Okay. We'll listen to the radio, I guess. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the engaging drama, The New Rulebook, an adapted biblical teaching about hearing from God. Once upon a baseball season, there was a minor league team. That's right. I'm Coach Tracy, and this is my team, the Barracudas. We've been to the championships twice, and we've got some contenders for the major league qualifiers, like yours truly. The Barracudas were indeed a good team, but they weren't the best, though. That would be the Rockets from the next county over. They've got a fantastic team, and every game we play against them is a challenge. We just need to find an edge, something that will tip the scales in our favor. One day, as the Barracudas were wrapping up their morning run, 
Coach Tracy noticed a book on a nearby bench. It's not really a book. It doesn't have a cover, and the first few pages are missing. What's that, Coach? I don't know. It looks like a coach's manual of some kind. The exercises are different. As Tracy read through the pages, she got more and more excited. This could be the edge we've been looking for. Listen up, team. We've got lots of changes to make. Over the next few weeks, the Barracudas trained under the new rule book. The new rules were strange, and many of the players had questions. Coach, why is this bat shaped like this? It looks like someone ran it over with a truck. It's the new edge we need. It's all inside these pages. Not long after, the day of their first game arrived. The visiting team were the lowest ranked in the league, so the Barracudas were feeling quite confident. But as they headed onto the field, something was a little off. Play ball! Hey, umpire, where are the wickets? Excuse me? You know, the wickets. There need to be two sets of them on the field. Look, I don't know what you're talking about, but I said, play ball! So get your first batter out here so we can start the game. That's another thing. We need new bats. Why is that? Those bats look perfectly fine to me. They're too round. How are we supposed to hit the bowl with these things? What bowl? What are you talking about? Is there some sort of issue here? Your team is acting like they've lost all sense on how this sport is played. Are we going to play ball or what? Obviously, you haven't heard of our new edge. Beg pardon? It's all in these pages. Take a look. And so the umpire looked at the pages that the Barracudas had adopted. You know these aren't the rules to baseball, right? What are you talking about? Of course they are. Actually, this is a really beat-up manual on how to play cricket. Is that kind of like European baseball? Kinda, but not really. At all. Oh. As you might imagine, the Barracudas lost the game, as well as the next few other games and the season. Don't worry, everyone. I have a way to turn this around. She was right. The next year, the Barracudas were league champions. Cricket league champions, that is. Never let good training go to waste. Yeah. Can we train for baseball next season? The moral is that when it comes to messages from God, we need to be careful to not believe every new idea that we come across. Instead, we need to be careful and wise, making sure that what we think might be the right thing to do doesn't go against what the Bible says. That way, we stick to what we know to be true and not end up like a team trying to win baseball while they're actually playing cricket. Still looking pretty thoughtful, you guys. Can I clear anything up for you? Yeah, I like the drama script, Mr. Jacobs, but I don't know if I'd say that it explained what we were talking about very well. What do you mean, Kimberly? I understood it just fine. Okay, then you explain it, Sage. All right, Mr. Jacobs was saying that when we think we're hearing something from God, maybe like a friend who is trying to give us advice, or we get a feeling that we need to do something, we need to see if it matches up with what God says in the Bible. If it does, then it's all good. If not, then it's a bad idea. Okay, but can you give us an example? An example? Yeah, Kyle's right. If I'm going to understand this whole thing, I'm going to need a for instance. Oh, well, say, for instance, um, Mr. Jacobs? The best example I can think of is from 1 John 4. 
In this chapter, God tells us that if anyone says that Jesus wasn't God in human form, then we shouldn't listen to them. Because in several places like John 18:7 and Mark 14:62, Jesus tells us that he is the Son of God and the Son of Man. Okay, I'd say that's a pretty good example, but what if I get the feeling that God wants me to not go over to a friend's house? We weren't gonna do anything wrong, I just get the feeling I shouldn't go. Is there a way for me to know that this is God telling me that? Sounds to me you've had this happen before. It's just a hypothetical situation. Whatever that means. <laughs> well, hypothetical or not, the situation itself sounds a little like there might be more going on. If you don't want to go over there because you're angry with this friend, or they're sad, or perhaps you don't enjoy their company, then I'd say you might not be getting those feelings from God. You might want to look at what the Bible says about forgiveness and loving others. That makes sense. On the other hand, maybe if this friend is known for getting their friends into trouble, or if where they live isn't safe, then there are a lot of passages in Proverbs about using wisdom when it comes to who we spend time with and the places we go. Okay, okay, but what if there was none of that stuff? My good friend, who I love to hang out with, asks me over and I don't feel right about the whole thing for some reason I can't understand. What about then? In that case, I would say you should probably listen to that feeling. Again though, there are many reasons you might be getting this feeling, and not all of them are because God is telling you not to go. I can't list them all, but I'd say there are two rules that can help you tell if God is talking to you or not. Finally, some actual advice. You know, you could have started here and saved us a lot of time. Shh, I wanna know the rules. First off, Jesus tells us in Matthew 22 that if we want to live the right way, all we need to do is keep two commandments. Love God more than anything and love everyone else as much as we love ourselves. If we stick to those commandments, we should get a good idea if we're hearing from God or not because God won't go against those two commandments. Huh. Okay, that makes sense. And the second rule? I'd say you should also get closer to God praying more often and spending time with Him. Just like any other relationship, the more you get to know God, the easier it is to know when He's trying to tell us something important. These two rules just sound like good things to do, even if God's not trying to tell us anything. <laughs> I'd agree, but I found that God is always trying to tell us things. We just need to listen. And He's probably got more important things to say than even this list of great quotes. Yeah, I'd say so. Well, I'd better get going. I'm getting the feeling that God wants me to go take care of those chores Mom asked me to take care of yesterday. Yeah, I might need to go mow the lawn like my dad told me to as well. And I've got to go figure out what I'm going to have for lunch. All right, kids. Thanks for coming by. I'll get the radio. 